0: It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. You're listening to Getting Bullied, a Flyers hockey podcast. Now crank it up and rip the knob. Boy, that escalated quickly. What's going on, everybody? This is Getting Bullied hope everybody is safe. I'm your host, Mark Giannone, joined as always by my friend down in the nation's capital, who's probably hunkered down just like I am, just like most of the country is right now. And joined as always by Dan Silver. Dan, what's going on?
1: Man, I feel like the title of our show, "Getting Bullied," is like we're all like getting bullied by this damn virus. You know, it's yeah, uh, it's... It, it, it's a it's a new meaning to getting bullied. I was actually right before uh uh the show i was looking at concert dates at like the the venue near me because there's some good concerts in august and i'm like trying to figure out like whether or not i actually think that they're going to happen you know
0: that's that's the craziest thing about this whole thing and we were talking about before we started recording and i've said that it's it's like we're living something from like a history book like i remember back in school you know grade school whatever. It was always just like, you know, like the plague and and things like that. Spanish flu, just these, these like widespread illnesses that shut down life. And it's, it's a lot different now because there's more people in the world. There's, you know, more businesses and things like that. But I never in a million years would expect that in 2020, we would be experiencing something where literally there are an entire, like the entire country of Italy is on lockdown. And there's other countries that are pretty much doing the same. I would never expect with all the technology and everything that we have that we would be going through something like this in our world. And it's just it's definitely the craziest thing I've ever seen happen in my 27 almost 28 years of life.
1: It's it's very humbling. I mean, it, it just is. shows you, you know, it's uh, the things that nature is capable of and like you said this is this is the craziest thing that you've seen it's the craziest thing that I've seen i mean i talked to my dad he's in his 70s it's, he said it's the craziest thing he's seen i mean it's just this is hope and and hopefully you know we look back and um you know and then we say at the end of our lives this this was the craziest thing right mm-hmm. that happened um mm-hmm. and and you know hopefully we can all get through this you know it is there's various things about the way that this situation is being handled by people in this country that I, I you know, I, I don't um, approve of. But, you know, at the same time, I think one of the things about Americans is that uh, our, our spirit and our uh, want to help other people, I think, is something that may, you know, come in handy here. And I think that's that's the case in a lot of other countries, too. Kind of like the, you know, the human desire to help other people generally comes through in situations like this. And look, sometimes in a in a contagious virus situation like that, maybe that's not helpful. But I think that ultimately, it, it, you know, it will prove helpful. Um, and, you know, hopefully we we can look back at, at some point this calendar year and, and say, you know, that it's 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 behind us. But, you know, having lived through this, it's definitely going to change the way that that uh, that we all look at things.
0: Yeah, by the end of this whole thing, um, whenever and that's that's kind of the craziest thing about it when you think about it. Like t- I was telling you, today was my last day at work. I, I took off, you know. However, however long you know that it may take, and that's that's the thing. No one really like. There's no time. There's no time frame on this, and it, it's as far as you know people going through their day to day lives with work and everything like that. And now we see it affecting the sports world, like. That's how you know. That's when it really kind of hit me, and I guess it really hit a lot of people the severity of this situation. When sports leagues who literally will play through anything. I mean, for them to for the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, obviously, and I mean the NFL is still they're they're in their off season, so they're kind of okay with playing right now. Um, when when. Billionaires get together that love making money and they decide to stop making money. That's when you know that, you know, shit has really hit the fan. And I was talking to a guy today at work and he, you know, I I could tell by the by the statement he doesn't really follow hockey because he you know, he was like, oh, the Flyers are really on a tear this year. I'm like, yeah, you know, if if they um, if they can ever play again, it will be great. And he was like, oh, the NHL's not playing. I'm like, dude, no, nobody's
1: playing. <laughs> Wait, is he, where's he been living the that's last what I'm saying. Uh, like, week?
0: That, that's what I was like. Well, that, that was my point. Like, out of my mouth, I almost said, like, yeah, they've been shut down for, like, two weeks. And I'm like, well, no, it's only been a week. Like, that's – this feels – It feels like
1: a lifetime ago, it right? It feels
0: so crazy. And it's one thing, like, baseball wasn't here yet, but now it's getting delayed, they're saying, until, like, July. There's no time frame on this. And as it relates to the Flyers, because that's what we're ultimately here to talk about, the Flyers were on such a great hot streak and playing the best hockey that we've seen them play in, like, five years. And all of a sudden, it's like the rug was pulled out from under them. And no one knows if this this season's even going to be able to finish, and if it does, what the Flyers are going to look like when they restart play.
1: Yeah. I mean, so here's my question and, and, you know, try to be optimistic and, and try not to, uh, you know, think negatively, but you know, my, my one question of trying to, when we try and figure out when all these sports is going to resume is that, okay, so let's say that, you know, we, the NHL takes three months off, right. And we come back in June right. and start playing again. Well, Here's the thing. I mean, we're, we're not going to have a vaccine at that point most likely. I mean, it, medical professionals say it takes 12 to 18 months to to have a vaccine that's ready for you know mass public distribution because you've got to test, you know, you've got to test these vaccines for a while on on humans before you want to start giving them to millions of people. So you know what? What happens in July when the NHL comes back and they start playing again, and then inevitably another player gets coronavirus because it's not going anywhere; it's going to be around. So, does if when that ha- when that happens, does the whole league have to shut down again? So that's like that's the question that I need answered before I can be really optimistic about them coming back. I, I feel like at some point before a vaccine is available, like we're going to have to come to the there's going to have to be somewhat of a comfort level with coronavirus to the point where if somebody gets it, we can't just shut everything down again. Right. Otherwise we're not going to play a season and Hey, that that may end up being the case, but I'm really hoping that somehow everything comes together and that we can finish this season because it would, I mean, yes, especially the way the flyers have been playing, but it would just feel so strange to have an NHL season that you put so much emotion into following your team whoever it may be and then they just everyone knows it's all about the stanley cup and that to not have the playoffs in the stanley cup it would it would just be so strange so i'm, I'm really hoping it, it can happen it kind of hit me
0: today i was thinking about it because i knew we were going to record today and i was just kind of thinking about like the roller coaster ride that this season has already been and you know, the Flyers opening up in Prague seems like three years ago at this point. And, like, I was just – I was trying to wrap my mind around the fact that this season has a very good chance. And if you ask me, there's a better chance than not that this season just doesn't have an end, that they just real- – because like, if we're talking about pushing – like, if they if, – if the three-month thing holds up or whatever and they say June, things are going to start back up, you know – the NBA and the NHL, their, their playoffs don't last like a month, just one month like, like football does because they're playing one game, you know, four weeks or whatever. You know, it takes like a good two, two and a half months for a full playoff schedule to play out in these leagues because of the seven-game series and everything like that. So if we're talking about pushing it back to June, now, we're, now, now that's when you're getting into, well, how are you going to structure these playoffs? Is it going to be you know, abbreviated series? Are we doing best of three, best of five? Are we shrinking the number of teams that are gonna be in it? Are, you know, we broadening the teams but making it, you know, one game elimination almost like the NCAA tournament. And now you have to talk about well, if you're getting to June, and this goes into the July, now you're concerned about players who contracts are up July first that will be free agents. You're talking about the draft that happens usually around June 23rd, somewhere in there. And you're talking about having an abbreviated off season where, you know, players are coming back in August and getting ready for training camp late August, early September. Like, do you push back next season or like at what point do you just call this whole thing off and say this season's not going to finish and we're just going to pick it back up brand new in October?
1: so i i i think those are all secondary concerns like i think those are things that they can figure out like if if they said okay we guarantee that by july 1st you will be able to come back and play and even if another player gets coronavirus we're going to figure out a way to just keep playing through i think that they could i think that they could play out this the playoffs like that i think the main concern is, is trying to figure out how you're going to deal with it. If you know, if the the virus is still is around and players are getting it during the playoffs, I think that's all of those things you mentioned. I think they can figure out, like, I, I don't know if you saw it, but the, the players actually um, came out with a proposal to the NHL of kind of like a timeline for how this thing could work. And I'm just, pulling it up now but this was what the um this is what the players came up with uh training camp early july 2019-20 regular season finishes late july playoffs august and september draft and free agency in october 2021 begins in november so that was actually came from the players now i don't think it's realistic that they're going to be able to to have a, a long end of the regular season. Um, but, you know, the, the the players are clearly, you know, want to try and get this in and they're being proactive. Mm-hmm. And then there was a really good article today at The Athletic by Dom Lashizan analyzing the NHL playoff formats. And basically the interesting thing is that by the percentages right now, there are pretty much 18 teams that have a playoff percentage of, let's say around 50% or higher. There's 18 teams. Um, And so you could conceivably go, you could conceivably not finish the regular season. You could take those 18 teams. You could come up with some format where, you know, there's a play in and then the first few rounds are best of three or best of five. And then the last two rounds are best of seven. I mean, there's, I think there's ways of figuring out how you could do a pretty fun playoff series. Now, here's the other thing is like, do we really want to finish out the season if there's going to be nobody in the stands? I mean, it just feels strange to me yeah. not being able to, to have playoff games in front of fans. And all the things I'm seeing are that it's, it would be likely that if they find a way to finish the season, that they would be doing it without fans in the stands. I'm not sure the NHL is going to want to do that. I, I feel like that, you know, they'd want to be able to have these gatherings. So the real question comes in, will you be able to have gatherings of 20,000 people in August and September? I don't know yet. I, I certainly hope so. But I think there's a way to kind of take all the teams that are in playoff contention and weight it so that let's say, you know, right now there's 10, there's 10 teams right now that are far above the pack it's the bruins the blues the avalanche the lightning the caps the flyers the golden knights the penguins the stars and the oilers all 10 of those teams have about a 95% chance of making the playoffs so you could kind of have the other teams in this play in format and maybe you come up you come up with six teams of that group and then you know they have then then they get seated up and match up against the bit those better teams And, you know, I I think they could figure it out um, with a format that would work going best of three, best of five. So I think that is kind of like our best hope right now.
0: There could be a new way, like at the end of all this, there could be, and maybe not in the NHL, but I know the NBA in recent years has been talking about, you know, kind of reworking their playoff system. By the end of this thing, these leagues could find a new way of doing the playoffs. I mean, this could be the most exciting playoffs we've had in some time. Because it's so abbreviated. Like, if you're doing best of three series, everything means that much more. Because you don't have that buffer of games that you would in a seven-game series. I mean, if you lose game one, you're already in an elimination game in game two. So, I think... I don't know if they would do that long-term, but I think that the excitement level and... The level of like the compete level that would be in these series would be so much higher than it would in a regular playoff series because a you're not really saving yourself your energy as much as you would before you're fresher than you were before like if you're not if you don't have to preserve yourself for a full seven game series and you're just talking about a three game series, these players are gonna go at it a little bit more they're gonna bring a little bit more intensity to each game because it means that much more. And they just were off for three months, so they're all going to be fresh. I mean, they just basically got, you know, an abbreviated off season in the middle of the season, and now they're jumping into a situation that means literally everything because you're jumping into, you know, the quest for the Stanley Cup. So I think I, think I want it to happen really bad. At this point, I don't care – And I don't think anybody else does about finishing the regular season. I don't even think. I mean, the leagues probably do because there's money to be made there. You know, they're still worried about refunding season tickets and single game tickets and thing like things like that. Like they want to play, they want to be able to play this out. You know, finish out the regular season and then jump into the playoffs as is. But from a fan perspective, if we're just going to say, if we're we're going to say that we're going to kick this off in you know, June, and it's going to be this abbreviated playoff hunt, and we are going to have a winner. We're going to have a Stanley Cup champion. From a fan perspective, that's all we care about, We want, and that's all really the players care about. They don't give a shit about money and what money the, the organizations have to give back to the fans. We just want a winner because, and from a Flyers perspective, this is the best we've seen them play, like I said, in five years. It could be even longer than that. It could be the last decade. This season has been the best Flyers season that we've seen. And this is the best chance they've had to win the Stanley Cup since like 2012. So we want to see this play out. But what I'm curious about, and I'll let you take this first, is after this hiatus, let's say it is three months, the Flyers were one of the hottest teams in the league when this whole thing shut down. And now they're all for all this time. And I, I trust and believe that the players are doing everything they have to do on, you know, on their own, staying in shape, skating when they can, things like that. But what does this mean for the Flyers and the league as a whole when they come back? Is it do you expect a sluggishness? Because I do, and how soon before they're able to get back to the level that they were when everything got shut down?
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's a reminder to fans the Flyers won nine out of ten games heading into this hiatus. You know, I think first of all, all the teams in the NHL they're going to have a chance for their injuries to to heal, which is big. I mean, Tampa's going to get Stamkos back. Penguins are going to get Gensel back. The Flyers have got some injuries that kind of came up there in the last little bit, right? If Phil Myers broke his kneecap. I mean, he was going to—they said he was going to be out four weeks. I found it hard to believe that he was going to be back in four weeks. He—he he should be fine. It was just a fracture. Um, you know, uh, Thompson was injured. He was out for uh, I think a couple weeks. And there were some. I mean. Look, who knows what happens with Nolan Patrick? You know, he having this time off, maybe he he gets to refresh a little bit. So the, the Flyers' injuries will heal up. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk was out with a broken hand; he'll be back. To me, I think that this benefits a team like the Flyers more than some of the other teams because it's almost like a mini off season, and the Flyers have so many young players you know Carter Hart, Travis Sanheim, Jill Farabee. Farabee's a guy that's used to playing 35 game college seasons. Um, you know, even Ivan Provorov's is a machine, but the little rest, you know, you know, probably will do him a little bit of good. And Niskanen is kind of an older guy who's probably going to do well with some rest. So, I think the bottom line is this will help recharge a lot of teams around the league, but I just think I don't think that this is going to hurt the Flyers at all. So I wouldn't be worried about that. Um, I, and, I, and I think that some of the younger players, it may help a little bit. Some of the older players, it may help a little bit. So it will be very strange, though, because, again, it's like a mini offseason. I hear people saying, well, the NHL, you know, they, they can't do this playoffs into August or September because there won't be enough time for these players to have off for training camp. But you have to keep in mind that these guys are off now. So, you know, like it's not going to be as big a deal for them to not have quite as much time off. And the NHL will have to figure out free agency and the draft and whatnot. But, um, you know, it'll be very strange. uh, But I I think the Flyers are one of the best teams in the league right now. And I don't don't think that this break would derail them.
0: How crazy would it be?
1: And so fitting, honestly,
0: that for the Flyers to come back after literally like – a global catastrophe this that, that they're calling this a pandemic global pandemic that the, the season gets cut short flyers come back in in this abbreviated you know reworked playoff system if there is that or whatever and they end up winning it all anyway because they're just a young team and they're a healthy team and i feel like that'd be the fitting way for the flyers to win the stanley cup and things like that like i was thinking about the phillies winning the world series in 2008 in literally a game that was i mean a game and a season are obviously two different things but you know we're not we're not really we don't shy away from winning championships in in, in crazy ways um so f- for you with with i mean there's no there's no sports at all i know i know you're big into horse racing even that has been pushed back to september the kentucky derby
1: but there is horse i mean so horse racing is one of the only sports that is still operating because a lot of the racetracks, what they're doing is they're not allowing fans in, but they're operating, uh, you know, with very small staffs and, and running horse racing. So there's it's funny, a bunch of tracks are still racing, a bunch of tracks are not racing, but I'd say half of the tracks in North America are still racing. And hopefully that continues because, I mean, look, people need something to do at home, and a lot of people really like horse racing, and so you know as an aside, horse racing is one of those things that is is still hanging on
0: and you work from home anyway so this hasn't really affected you as far as that goes
1: uh no I mean look, obviously my company you know deals uh with horse racing and so you know it's not great if a lot of these traps are closing but you know I'm guessing that a lot of people uh, over the next few months are, are gonna be you know facing some some difficulties so um but yeah I mean, yeah I work from home anyway, so people are asking me for advice on on working home and uh you know but anyway yeah that's it so All good anyway what well, yeah, your train of thought where were you headed
0: well I'm just trying to I'm trying to see like you know with with no sports what what are you like what are you doing to pass the time because I know me i I sat down and broke out the flyers uh greatest games box set that they released in 2007. Two nights ago, <laughs> I watched uh, game six of the 4 Eastern Conference Finals against the Lightning, which to me is the best Flyers game I've ever watched. And I forgot how good Keith Primo was in that game and in that series. And then last night, I watched the five-overtime game with the Penguins from, what was it, 2000?
1: You watched the entire game?
0: I watched part of it. I watched the first three periods, and now, now that I'm out of work, because I I shut myself down today. Now that I'm out of work, I'm going to watch all five overtime periods. Lane.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's. Uh, I've been watching. I've been reading a lot. I, I I'm a sci-fi fantasy guy a lot. Uh, I read so I've been reading some books. I've been watching some TV shows. I actually started watching. Battlestar Galactica I never watched that show and one of my buddies told me it's like one of the best sci-fi shows out there so I've been doing that I mean honestly been working a lot you know Um, it's uh, got to get stuff done Um, and uh, hanging out with my cat you know I mean
0: I uh, I recently started uh, Fargo on Hulu
1: okay what do you think
0: I got through the first season. The first season was good. I'll watch pretty much anything with Billy Bob Thornton. So that's really why I put it on. And um, now it's now the second season, I guess is supposed to be a prequel to the first season. So it's
1: a lot of people are going to be spending a lot of time at home. So um,
0: stock up on booze. I know I did that
1: the other day. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's it's funny. I've been, uh, I tried a pelvic issue that I prevented me from playing hockey for a little while earlier um, last year, actually, into last summer, and I got all this workout equipment for home um, to do my in the house. But I think it's important for people to, you know, keep the mind going, exercise, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, my gym shut down, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I got to
1: run around Just... that neighborhood, I guess. But put stuff down. Yeah, you remember that commercial? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that was great.
0: Ah, uh, life sucks right now. All right, so we have questions that we have to get to.
1: We yep. don't have to we choose to get to. listeners
0: yeah so i put the question you you know you always put the tweets out we get great responses i put the question out on um, on the show's twitter what people are stopping paper and the water is gone what's the next best I don't understand thing? the toilet paper I thing. don't either I, for the love for the life of me i honestly don't understand the water aspect because all you have to do is hop on amazon and i, the I mean my supply. favorite
1: st- my favorite filter is the zero water filter. You can get it on Amazon for freaking $30. There you, go. you can, you know, save the environment. I switched to that a while ago because plastic bottles. are. Screwed. I said, I don't get this just buy this filter. And I got attacked by people saying, well, what happens if the water supply shuts off? And you're my response, response anyway. is like, right, exactly. If the water supply shuts off, you're screwed. Any. I did get a few cases of water just of in course. case I've been to the grocery store the last, Five days. And I, the people down here in D.C. have actually been really conscientious. You know, there isn't any. You know, I've been stocking up on rice, quinoa. I yeah. eat a lot of quinoa. Um, uh, what else? Pasta. And, yes. you know, th- those are the, the main things. that
0: and There was literally zero meat. There was no meat. And, like, the stuff that there was was the shit that nobody eats. And even in times like what? of crisis. What like does nobody tripe. eat? scrap type stuff. And even in times of crisis, nobody is buying this stuff. So I'm walking down the meat section and I look like... It's like this, these three little packages. And it was plant-based chicken nuggets and plant-based ground beef. Uh, there's or, nothing wrong with that. I eat this stuff sometimes. I bought yeah. it. Because I've said, hell, I need food. I need toilet paper. I got lucky I grabbed some paper towels. I don't understand the bread thing because... If it goes bad. It goes bad quicker. Bread and milk go bad quicker than any other thing in yeah. your kitchen right now. Literally, any other thing.
1: Oh, beans so. too. I got a lot of beans. I was eating yeah. those. You know, yeah, it's good. Protein. I stocked
0: up on tuna, and then uh, I hate I hate canned canned tuna is just gross. I not a big like canned it. tuna fan. I yeah, yeah. You, know, you put a little mayonnaise and mustard in there, mix it up. It's it's not it's not bad on a sandwich. You um, know what's
1: what's and this may be a little too much information, but as go. I've gotten older, I can't mayonnaise upsets my stomach.
0: Okay. Well that happens.
1: Yeah, can't can't really eat mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, you know. I um My parents and like my parents' aunts and uncles all get around every holiday and talk about what they can't eat anymore. It's it's very sad yeah, getting old. No,
1: it's that's that's what happens when you get old. Yeah. Here's okay, and, and by the way, I've mentioned this to a few people and I just kinda get weird looks. So I this may be a bad opinion of mine. Okay. But the whole toilet paper thing like here's my thing like first of all a lot of people around the world don't have toilet paper and they find a way to survive right here's the other thing like if as long as you're not going to the bathroom like 10 times a day just schedule it out so that you're scheduling your showers after you use the bathroom you know because it's easy to clean when you're taking a shower so just plan it out like that you know
0: you're not going to get any kickback from me. I don't understand the toilet paper thing either. I got yeah. it just because, A, I needed it, and I happened to be in the store, and I was like, all right, I'll grab an extra. But, I, like, there's people that are buying, like, cases of it.
1: Yeah. I saw. Don't hoard, buy- people. Don't hoard. No.
0: No. Don't do that. And I saw, like, there was a psychologist or something on TV that said that people are doing the toilet paper thing because it's, like, a comfort thing. It's, like, you know – if when the if the world goes to shit that at least you still have toilet paper to like remind you of when times were simple i guess
1: that's I one know. of the dumbest things i've ever heard dude that's that's the yeah. com- comforts should be food because that's knowing that you'll be able to you survive know. listen i don't think the supply chain's going to run out so i just no. don't think it's an, is- an issue but no. either way food is more important than toilet paper people
0: that's the because biggest thing. Because if
1: your food runs out, you're not going to need the toilet paper anyway.
0: You will die. You will not need anything. Well, You won't be, you know,
1: pooping if you're not eating properly. Right.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that. I was trying to uh, I was trying to dance around that. Okay. Um, but those are my food things. And then on the way home, I grabbed a 30 of Miller and a big, uh, the big bottle of Captain
1: Morgan. So nice. I got a lot of scotch in the house. Scotch and bourbon and wine in the house. I haven't been drinking a whole lot, um, you know, but because it, alcohol can be a depressant it and can. Uh, it can. you know, it's, I don't need anything to, to be uh, to make me more depressed than, than it already is. But uh, I haven't been, I haven't been drinking a lot. Yeah, so I
0: haven't, I haven't drank till Saturday or since Saturday when, right. um, when I took just the strangest series of Uber rides in my life.
1: Uh, it's what you serve. It's what serves you right for going out, this pandemic
0: I didn't think that people were gonna give me the shit for that that I got even like my drinking friends were like why are you going out and I'm like well
1: good for them I gave you shit too
0: you did yeah a couple people on Twitter gave me shit and I mean it's it's the crazy things you do when you're young for, for a female. Let's just put it that way.
1: All right, fine. And- Dude, what do you think about? Have you seen the stuff down in Florida? There's people literally on the beach <laughs> yeah I there's did. people on the beaches today. there's kids there's reporters saying why are you here on the beach like you, there's all these people here and the kids are like, well, we already spent the money it's spring break. I don't care if I get coronavirus. bring it on. Yeah.
0: And it's I saw just the guy like, that said the kid that said the coronavirus wasn't going to stop him from partying when
1: Yeah, this is why the yeah. government needs to step in and exactly. be like ban exactly. this kind of stuff.
0: First of all, I've been saying for years that Florida just needs to be dug off the map. I had a grand plan like 2 years ago of going down there with two separate crews of people starting on either end of the state on the, you know, on the border and just digging until we get to the middle, and then we just give them a nice push down to Cuba, and let them I mean, let them deal with Florida. I mean, look,
1: I I happen to like going to Florida. There's a couple of nice race tracks in Florida. Oh, yeah. you know, the weather the weather's nice there. Beautiful, but like the people but, are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far. But going to the beach, like a lot of these people going to the beaches for spring break are not from Florida. Yeah, they're true. just there visiting, and now they're going to go back to wherever they're from, and they're going to give coronavirus to everyone. Think of think of
0: like in your in your days of going places for spring break, even if it was just to like the Jersey Shore. Think of the shit that you saw and the shit that you did on spring break. Now imagine doing those things while there is a like a highly contagious virus floating around, and thinking in your mind that that's okay. Yeah, it would not have happened. No, it would not have. You know, my mom hasn't grounded me since I was, like, 15. She should have when you went out Saturday night. She doesn't know. She'll never know. She doesn't listen to this.
1: Yeah, my mom listens. Big, big fan.
0: Well, good. I appreciate that. But so I had two separate Uber drivers on Saturday night, both going to and coming from the bar that both spent the duration of the drive telling me that this whole thing was a myth and being made up by the media was
1: one of them Donald Trump
0: no but the guy the first one was very he was he was trying to more or less saying that they're making it up to take down Donald Trump by the way now here. now I'm
1: upset that flyer Rob is gonna be upset with my Donald Trump comment no, no offense flyer Rob don't worry we're gonna get to your questions later
0: yeah we're not we're not knocking the president. We don't do that. We don't knock any. We don't knock down or build up any political view on this show. It's not. I actually, I actually
1: said this. I was surprised I said this. I think I said it to my mom today. I've actually, I still am not a fan of our president as a whole, but I actually have thought that the last few days he's been he's been okay in these press conferences. I I think that uh, you know today I watched the press conference with Governor Cuomo from New York, and he was even giving Trump some kudos. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the last few days I'm not dissatisfied with, with, uh, how he's been. So, but anyway, should we get back to these questions?
0: Yeah. Yes, we should. So, so that was the question that I put out and we got an answer. Now we know from us. All right. So Bill Leonard, who very, very, very kind person asks questions every time we do these shows. Very nice guy. Um, He says, hello, Dan and Mark. Hope you're both doing well. What do you think the players proposal just tweeted to Dan? I was in parentheses. How do you see it impacting the flyers? Thanks. Stay well and safe. So this is what you talked about earlier. The, uh, the plan that the players proposed to the league on how to, you know, pick things back up if we get to that point.
1: Yeah, I, Bill, and first of all, Mark and I both hope you're doing well and staying safe. Thank you. And, um, I think that uh, yeah, we. I mean, I like it. Anything that will get a Stanley, anything that will get names on the Stanley Cup at the end of the season, I like. And I think that the players uh, are being realistic because they're not. They're saying that you know it wouldn't be until June. So you know, I I, I like their plan. I say let's go for it. The first few rounds might be best of three, best of five, but sign me up.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm down with whatever is going to get us a more hockey and B which really probably should be a, a winner because I think even with this time off, I think the Flyers still have a really good chance of winning it all because of the team, because of the coach. And so let's get them in there and let's get things going. So and I love this idea, but I'll pretty much take any idea as long as it gets us a Stanley Cup champion. Tommy Tomasino says, if the season does resume and playoffs do go past July 1st, what happens to players' contracts uh, whose, play, whose contracts are expired on that day? Play risk, risk injury, and potential UFA big bucks. I really think the season will be canceled completely. Why can't Flyers fans ever have anything nice? Well, we do have something nice. We have Carter Hart for the next 10 years.
1: That's true. So um, he's basically
0: saying if, and I'm sure the league would work all this out, you know, once a plan is yeah. put together, but... You know, are players going to want to risk, you know, playing on July 1st when their contract, quote unquote, expires, which who knows what's going to happen with that? Or are they just going to say, no, we're not doing this. You know, my future is more important than just this season.
1: No, I think we know that all I mean, all the hockey players, they'll work it out with the league. The contracts will extend past the July 1st date that they normally go to. And I wouldn't – this would be the least of my concerns about them coming back to play. I I think that they'll work that out. I wouldn't be concerned about that.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine that the players, you know, get together and say they don't want to play because of things like this. I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars, you know, per player. That's not something that the league takes lightly and the players don't either, but that's – I agree. Right now, the biggest thing is, like you said, how to deal with the virus if the league does come back, and what are you to do if a player tests positive for it? So that's the first thing. All the other shit can get worked out, and it will get worked out. Um, Katie asks, "Who? what do you recommend the NHL do for scheduling this season? Go straight to the playoffs, shorten next sh- season, uh, change rounds to best of five. So we've pretty much gotten to that already, and right now on the table what the players have is probably the best way to go about it which is you know really a combination of all of those things go straight to the playoffs so it'll shorten next season by, Well the
1: players recommended doing a regular season.
0: Oh they still Finish, oh, the regular right. they still season. want that. I don't know if I'd do that. I think I think at this point that whole thing is a wash and I would just go I personally would go straight to the playoffs and try to get try to get it done. Uh, obviously we don't know a time frame on this, but I would go straight to the playoffs, try to get it done where you could still start the season next season off, you know, on schedule and, you know, from then on out, everything is just back to normal.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's one thing to consider and I'm pulling up the NHL standings right now is that most of these teams have played 70 games, 69, 70 games, you know, I'm not sure you want to go right to the playoffs because you you want to give these teams and players a, a, a few games to shake off the rust, yeah. you know? Like, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to... Um, look, if they could figure it out, I wouldn't be opposed to finishing out the regular season. It's 10 more games. You know, they could do that in... You know, they could do that in three weeks if they wanted to. Um, you know, so there was... The, yeah, I mean, when the, when the NHL stopped playing was the Flyers were supposed to play Tampa, and there was, let's see, one, one, two, three and a half weeks left of the season. So, you know, they could figure out a way to to finish the entire season in three weeks. It might not be realistic. So if that's not realistic, okay, every team gets, you know, you get to play to 74 games. So we're talking like four or five more regular season games for each team. And if you were going to do that, then I would say you'd use the regular playoff format. Six, sixteen teams. I think it's only if you're going to go straight to the playoffs that you need to have maybe a play in for a couple of these teams that are right there on the brink. But um, you know, I, I so that's what that's what I would say about it.
0: Right. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I will try. Eglicus. Okay. Uh, yeah, I
1: think it's names. Ad, I think it's. I think it's Adam. Oh, okay. Agleekis, I got. I got you.
0: Got you. All right. Um, with the expansion draft coming up. Who is eligible to be plucked from the Flyers? If I remember correctly, they have to submit a list of players to to uh, protect.
1: Yeah, so the expansion draft is not this summer, but it's supposed to be next summer. Now, who knows? Maybe that will get pushed back. But right now, the Flyers are in pretty good shape for that expansion draft because um, Joel Faraby and Morgan Frost do not have to be protected uh, because they're exempt. So the only guys that have to be protected are guys that have played more than two professional seasons. This was Farabee and uh, Frost's first professional season, and next season will be their second. So they will not have to be protected. Now, that could change if they push the expansion draft back, but who knows, and then maybe they'll change the rules for the expansion draft. <laughs> but you know the way it works is the Flyers can protect uh, the way they can either protect seven forwards, three defensemen and a goalie, or they can protect eight skaters, meaning eight forwards and defensemen total and one goalie. I think they'll go the seven three route. And it's pretty easy. I mean, from a defenseman perspective, you're going to protect Provorov, Myers and Sandheim, which means that Shane Gossespierre might be available. I mean, look, I think he was going to get traded this summer anyway, most likely. Uh, but so you're, you can protect your three really good young defensemen. And then from a forward perspective, I mean, you're going to protect Konechny, Couturier, Giroux, Hayes, Voracek. That's five. Um, and then, you know, like, Hey, if, if, so, if maybe you protect JVR, maybe you don't. I mean, if, if someone wants to take his contract off your hands, you probably let him at this point, you might be protecting Scott Lawton. I mean, he's become a pretty valuable member of the team. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent soon though. Um, and then the, obviously the question marks are Lindblom and Nolan Patrick. If those guys come back and prove that, you know, that uh, obviously Lindblom, we know, if he returns, it'll only be because, God willing, he's healthy enough to play, right? So if Oscar Lindblom returns, you're going to want to protect him. Nolan Patrick, we need to see what happens with him. Is he going to be able to return? Is he going to be able to keep playing hockey? But I, as it stands now, I don't think the Flyers are going to lose, like, a extremely talented player in the expansion draft.
0: Good to know, um, Bobby Haxtall, True or false? We need some new chants or songs at Flyers games to liven things up a bit. Um, you know, I think where this comes from is people. People are looking at like crowds like Nashville, who's kind of new to this whole party. You know, having big crowds and getting excited for hockey and things like that. I don't know if, I mean, do we as Flyers fans or Philadelphia fans in general really need, like, gimmicky things like chants or songs? I think, you know, once the playoffs, or whenever they start, but once the playoffs really get going and into the swing of things, you know, the the fans will be there. We don't need, you know, we don't need to do things like Nashville does after a team scores to feel like we're part of the game or feel like we're making an impact on the game. I think, you know there's always like that kind of lull and I, I saw things, you know, the last couple of weeks before the season was suspended, you know, the, the building was very loud. There was a lot of playoff like atmospheres because the Flyers were playing important games. They were trying to get to first place in the division. So, you know, there's always like that lull in the middle of the regular season where things just kind of, you know, fans are there, but they're not as getting, they're not as hyped up as they would be for a game in April or May. So, you know, for the Fly- as far as Flyers fans go, I think once it's the playoffs and once the games mean everything, they're going to be as lively as they've ever been.
1: Yeah, I. you know, it's funny. I, I don't really love the goal song. I'm more of a techno guy, which I don't most like people, that I don't most like people, that. M- you don't like techno. Or you don't like the goal song.
0: I don't like either.
1: OK, right. OK, well, there you go. Most people don't really like techno. I'm a techno guy. I used to DJ techno in college. I I, so I like I I liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to tech. Yeah, I was a techno DJ in college.
0: Get out.
1: No, yeah, no, absolutely. That's Um, awesome. Oh yeah, big big techno fan. I used to go to so many concerts. I DJed all the big school dances. Um, My God. Yeah, in college. Anyway, all right. Good for you. Yeah, there you go. So I like the more kind of like beat and techno oriented. Goal songs at the Flyers, and then I love the Flyers' victory song. You know, two times is the victory song. They do it in the locker room if they win. I love that song. Great I don't stuff. Like that either, right? It's techno. But it is, the yeah. I'm surprised you don't like the regular goal song because it's more of like a rock song. Um, but yeah. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think we need like a ton of new chants. I mean, I like the Let's Go Flyers chant. It's classic. Uh, yeah. But I could go for a new goal song. I just don't know what it is.
0: I'm trying to think. Um... Cause I, like I said, I was watching the 0-4 playoff game there. there. there's like the classic, like the classic goal songs that from like the '90s that I wish they'd bring.
1: Yeah, back. like the St. Louis Blues one was a, the yeah. The Saints come marching in. It's a great one. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, um, the,
0: I, I, yeah. bring back the '90s. That's my thing. I'll bring tell back- you
1: what. I mean, I I go on to Flyers games for a long time, and that place the loudest that it used to get was in the third period. In a close game, they would play Enter Sandman by Metallica during a TV TV timeout, and it's got that awesome, you know, hardcore intro, and the place would just get electric. And I don't think they do that anymore. So I'd love to see them bring back Enter Sandman.
0: They've really shied away from the hard rock in in like the last decade. Like it's been recently, it's been more techno-oriented, except for this year with the with the goal song and such. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they'll bring back more techno for for former techno DJ Dan. What was your yes. DJ
1: name? I, you know what, I didn't really have one. Oh, I guess DJ Silver. Here's a funny story for you. Okay. So my senior, this is actually a great story. My senior year, uh, me and my buddy, his nickname was Bomber because he was so good at beer pong that his nickname okay. was the Bomber because he just never missed, and he also looked a little bit like the Unabomber. But <laughs> anyway. He was also in techno. And so our senior year for final, during Finals week, we threw a techno party, and we basically rented out these student council speakers. I went to have for college. So you know, all the folks in Philadelphia listening, you kind of know where that is. So we rented out uh, these two huge speakers from student council, and we set them up outside in the lawn area. And, you know, it's sort of like the end of finals week, but there are still some people that are taking tests or whatever. And all night long, we are freaking blasting techno music. And it was one of those things where we're in a big courtyard and you could pan the the sound on the speakers left to right and you would hear it reverberating off the buildings in the. uh... Oh, yeah. And so we all were drinking. We pass out. I wake up and there's. Um, policemen coming into like the main room there's like 10 of us passed out like in this main room and policemen are coming in they're waking us up you know you got to get up you guys got to go home or whatever we're getting noise complaints from the guy said he's got more noise complaints from five miles away is what the police officer Holy said shit. to us so anyway the next day bomber and i get called in to meet with the dean's the three deans of the school want to meet with us because they're getting so many complaints about the techno party and the noise and students were trying to s- study for finals and the police were on campus. So Bomber and I show up and uh, the the dean goes, you know, I don't understand why you had to th- have the speakers outside and throw this party. And Bomber looks at the dean and he goes, you know what? techno music is is something that really talks to people's souls and when you're listening to it you need to be able to see the stars when you're listening to it and so that's why we had to do it outside and Haverford's like a small liberal arts college you know with deans that want to think that they're cool or whatever and the dean looks at us and he goes you know what that makes a lot of sense guys (laughs) And and then he says but let me ask you this I didn't think that alcohol is allowed at student at parties that you have the student council speakers at and i knew that was incorrect because i'd asked the, the uh, student council president so i'm like you know what let's bring in the student council president so they get her in there and he asked her the same thing and she goes no it's fine they can have alcohol the this the student at uh these parties with the student council speakers and so both of the dean's arguments get shot down nice. and they're like all right boys you can leave That's and it beautiful. was just like oh yeah it was like it was it was great but i'll never forget bomber telling the guy that you need to be able to see the stars for listening to techno music and this fucking guy bought it it was just great
0: <laughs> and what does a guy like bomber do now
1: uh bomber actually so bomber had a coming to jesus because he was a heavy drinker and uh, we were having a big party and he he passed out and he fell and he hit his head on a beer keg and shit. had to go to had to go to the hospital he escaped from the hospital at 3 <laughs> I'm. T- he, he escaped from the hospital at three. <laughs> I swear, three a.m. He escaped from the hospital, and it was like a mile and a half from campus. He ran through the. I'm not kidding. I swear oh to God. My God, he ran. He ran through the campus wearing nothing but his hospital gown, or ran through the forest and got back to campus. And they found him the next morning in his bed in the hospital gown. Oh my! And God. And since. Since that day, Bomber has not had a drop of alcohol. He's actually reformed. He doesn't drink. I think he's a banker. Nice. <laughs> that is a that's
0: that is a crazy story. That guy yeah. sounds cool.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, Bomber's awesome.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: Okay, <laughs> I bring it back. I gotta bring it back here. All right. So, uh, Jay Pal says. Uh, who will be signed to the final couple of contracts Presumably by the Flyers
1: All right, So right now if you go to Capfriendly.com, the Flyers have got 48 contracts out of 50 listed However, you can, you, so you can only have 50 contracts at a time mm-hmm. However, there's a bunch of free agents that are going to be Not re-signed like Some guys on the Phantoms, and I assume he's referring more to like Young players, which young players are going to get signed um, That aren't currently signed So there's guys like Nathan Noel you know, Chris Stewart's not going to be back Curtis Gabriel's probably not going to be back. They've got some defensemen like Andy Walinski and Reese Wilcox that may not be back. I doubt Alex Lyon is back, so they'll have a bunch of contracts that are going to open up. And from a contract or from a um, prospects perspective, the Flyers do have a number of prospects that they need to sign this summer or else they're going to become restrict, unrestricted free agents. Now, of course, with the situation going on right now, that could all change. But the guys that, that are going to become free agents if they don't sign them are, I'm just looking at my list here, um, Wade Allison, who's a, who's a really good power winger. He actually plays a little bit like Scott Hartnell, and he's just had trouble staying healthy. But I think they'll sign Wade Allison. Um, Tanner Lazinski uh, was drafted the same year. As Wade Allison. He's a, he's, a, he's a really solid player. He's a captain at Ohio State, I believe. And um, he, uh, he could be a solid third or fourth line player in the NHL. I, th- I think they'll sign him. Um, and the other guy's Linus Hogberg, who's a Swedish defenseman who I really like. I don't know how much the Flyers like him, though. And so I'm not sure if he's going to get signed or not. But those three guys, I think that the Flyers should sign. One other guy, David Bernhardt, is a Swedish defenseman. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to sign him. But So those are three guys right there. Uh, Ogbear, Allison, and Lazinski that I think they should sign. Of those guys, I think Allison is the surest bet to sign. And then I think Lazinski And then Ogbear might be a bit of a long shot. We'll see. Um, some of the other guys in college, I mean, Wyatt Kalanuck is a... Uh, defenseman. I think he's just a junior, though. I think he's got one year left. I could be wrong. So they don't have to sign him. They can retain his rights for another summer. And then you, you get into guys like Cam York and Bobby Brink, who they drafted last year, who were freshmen in college. They could sign like Joel Farabee did after his freshman year. But I think both guys will go back for another year of seasoning. So from a young guy perspective, that's kind of like who I, who I'm looking at them signing. Nice.
0: All right, so Lena. Remember Angelina from uh, Phileas Flyer?
1: Yeah, we met her out at one of the barbecues. Really yes, nice we, girl.
0: Yeah, uh, well, she she brings us this question. Uh, do you think the Flyers will keep the same momentum going, or do you think it'll be too quick of a reconnection to play as well as they were, i.e. short camp and throw back into games? So you actually talked me out of this in, like, one sentence. When I, I – all week, I was thinking, you know, just whenever this get, whenever things get going again, you know, just jump right back into the playoffs, or just jump right into the playoffs and and take it from there. And he kind of talked me out of it when, and it it makes a lot of sense to have to try to have at least you know minimum five games before the playoffs. You know, like just to because it's it's a big deal to just be off for three months, three plus months. And, you know, when you're skating with your teammates, it doesn't have, obviously, the same intensity of a game. So I would hate to see the Flyers get screwed because they jump right into the playoffs and they're still finding themselves. And they lose, you know, in the first round of the playoffs because they just didn't have it yet. They didn't really have their legs under them yet. And they don't really get outplayed. It's just, you know some pucks don't bounce their ways and things like that. Like, if they're going to lose a series, I want them to either just, you know, get outplayed or play a really good series and the other team, you know, just happens to be better on one particular night. So I would hate, with as good as this season has been, if the Flyers kind of got screwed out of a, a deep playoff run because they were forced back into the playoffs after being off so long and didn't weren't game-conditioned yet, I think it would be a real injustice not only to them but any team that that would happen to
1: yeah I mean and we you know we you're right we talked about this I I think from the other perspective so you just covered that in terms of maybe getting a few games at first I I don't think that this break will hurt the Flyers uh any more than any other team and in fact I think you know for some of the reasons I outlined previously they got some injuries JVR and Myers the biggest of the two this will heal those guys up I I, I think that I think that the Flyers are a good enough team that they obviously won't be able to keep the same momentum. No team's going to be able to keep the same momentum, but I think they'll be able, they're good enough that they'll be able to get it going pretty quickly. And I still have as much confidence, if not more that the Flyers will do well in the playoffs. This, uh, if they resume than if they had of, you know, finished the regular season as is.
0: Yeah. Health is going to be big and three months can help them. Three months can help a lot of teams. It's going to be, that's why I hope it gets back because I think it's going to be an exciting playoff. Um, I got one more here, and then I'm sure you have some Flyer Rob questions that we gotta we gotta tackle. And this this last question is right up your alley. This is your bag right here. Uh, Nabil Riemann says, uh, the Broad Street Hockey website is doing their annual top 25 players under 25 years old. What are your top 10 lists? Mine is Hart. Provorov, Konechny, Sanheim, Patrick Myers, Farabee, Frost, York, Brink, in that order, and uh, Albe Kubel just missing out.
1: Okay. So so let's see his list again. Um, he had – yeah, you know, one guy that's not on his list, and I'll go down mine, that I think should definitely be on there uh, is Scott Lawton because I, yeah. I think he's 24 years old. Still, I'm just looking at a roster right now. All right, so here's who I would say. Morgan Frost, and this is not in any order. I'm just going down the roster. Top 10, under 25. Morgan Frost, he's 19. Travis Konechny is 22. Scott Lawton is 24. I mean, Nolan Patrick, 20. You got to say him. Um, Nicholas Aweke, Bell is 22. He'd probably be an edge guy. I'm not sure. Joel Farabee is 19 that's what six Lindblom is 22 that's seven um and then from a defense perspective you're talking about Provorov, and Myers and Sandheim. and then you got to use Carter Hart so we're gonna bump uh we're gonna bump Alba Q Bell off of that list mm-hmm. so that's probably what I would go with for the 10 I'd say Morgan Frost Travis Konecny, Scott Lawton, Nolan Patrick, Joel Farabee, Oscar Lindblom, that's six. Carter Hart is seven. And then those three uh, defensemen, Myers, Sanheim, and Proberup. That's what I would go with as, as the 10. So that means that of the ones that he mentioned, I would not have Cam York. And instead, I would have uh, Scott Lawton.
0: Yeah, he also I mean he had Brink in there too. I wonder
1: Oh, Brink, he had Brink. So who else did he He had
0: York and Brink. Not.
1: So who did he not have that I also had? He Oh, he didn't have Lindblom. I think you know, I think just I think you've got to have Lindblom on there. Um if if so if you told me that I couldn't include Lindblom or um Patrick because of their injury status, I would probably add uh, York and Brink in mm-hmm. probably.
0: Yeah, they're definitely, if they're, they're definitely on the bubble. And I guess it just depends on the argument you're making at the time with those two guys. Um, I mean, if they're in the conversation, I just think York and Brink haven't, you know, they're not established enough in the system to, to crack that top 10, but I mean, they're definitely there. If they're in the conversation, I just don't know if they make it, if you're including everybody and not take into account injuries and, uh, and conditions and things like that. Um, so that's what I have from Twitter. And now here's the best part of the question and answer portion of our show. And that is our good friend, Twitterless Flyer Rob.
1: Yep. So Flyer Rob, um, great dude, sent me three questions. And let's see. Number one was Are there any NHL or AHL players or coaches affected by COVID 19? So I think we saw today that the Ottawa senators announced that one player had contracted COVID-19. I think that there were some arena workers like in San Jose that had it. Um, but so far I think there was only one player. I mean, look, the reality is probably that there are a number of NHL players that have it and maybe they're just not getting tested. Right. So, but I don't know, you know, they, I'm not sure they haven't announced any, who they are.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, That's the only one I saw was I didn't even know about the workers in San Jose. I did see the one from Ottawa. I know the NBA has a lot of cases, and I haven't seen any from any of the other leagues. So it's just right now, as of right now, it's just from the NHL. It's just whoever that is from uh, from Ottawa.
1: Yep. Um, two. Can we expect Nolan Patrick to retire or announce he is not returning for this season? I would not. I would not expect that I mean I think that this just gives Nolan Patrick more time to recuperate and heck maybe he's ready to come back when the season resumes but I still have the same concerns that I've had and I think that you've had with Nolan Patrick is that with migraine issues hey what happens when he comes back and he gets concussed again I understand Mm -hmm. that that from everything the flyers and the doctors are saying they're not related necessarily but when you get concussed one of the symptoms is migraines. So I can't imagine that getting concussed and having further migraines will help his migraine disorder. So that's my concern with Nolan Patrick and one of the reasons why I am somewhat skeptical about his successful return to playing. And I hope I'm wrong, but that's my opinion on that.
0: I don't think he's going to retire. I don't, I I mean, I I can't speak for him. I can't imagine someone at, you know, because when you're, when you're that young you think you're invincible. So I can't imagine that he's I I don't know if he's thinking that. I can't I don't think he's actually going to do it. We've seen you know other Flyers players in the past, Keith Primo, Chris Pronger who have had their careers cut short because of headaches due to concussions. Those guys were older than Nolan Patrick is. I mean, I'm sure he's still in his mind he's still, you know, going to play, he's going to have a long career and he's in the mode right now where, you know, he's going to take any treatment and do anything that he possibly can to, to get this condition under control and, uh, you know, be able to play again.
1: Yep. I agree. Um, and hopefully he can. Yeah. Uh, the other question, third question, if plays to resume in, let's say May, 2020, which I think we, at this point, that's, it's just probably not going to happen. We're right. looking more June, maybe July. Will you say that where you finished the season when it was postponed is where you are for the playoffs, meaning Flyers seated second in Metro and Islanders out of playoffs? So this is one of the things that I think we don't have an answer to. We talked about some of the possibilities. I don't think that they're going to go right to the playoffs and leave the teams on the bubble out. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 you know, we talked about this, if they're going to go right to the playoffs I think that they'll have more than 16 teams and they'll do some play-ins. If they they play a couple more handful more games of the regular season, my sense would be that they would then go with the 16 teams. So that's what I think it's dependent upon. So
0: yeah, I agree. I mean there's too much you got to give. You have to give those bubble teams a chance to get in. You can't just say, well, you know, you can't control any of this. You can't control why we shut down the season, but You know, you're getting you're basically getting penalized for it because we couldn't play everything out. So I I agree. I think they're going to try to, you know, have some sort of play in something to get everybody a chance to get into this thing.
1: Yep. And that was it.
0: That's it. Oh, good. Nice. Good. Hope he's doing well out there. I know he's probably locked into, you know, all the CNNs and the Fox News and whatever. People are I'm listening. thinking he's
1: more of a Fox News guy. Oh than yeah, a CNN
0: no, guy. he's definitely a Fox News guy. CNN just popped into my my head first. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta say this is probably. I can't. I can't believe we actually we got an hour on a hockey podcast when there is no hockey. So kudos to us this is this is honestly i said it before this is i still can't wrap my mind around this whole thing the fact that we're talking about resuming a hockey season in july is is bizarre to me but these are these are not normal times so uh we'll see how things go dan i know you're working on your this is what people look forward to pretty much every year your, your top 25 prospect list and um So I assume that's going well for you.
1: Well, well, you know, it's, uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on with work and, you know, I'm hoping to have something, I don't know if it'll be 25 or 20 or 15 or 10, but we, you know, want to have something for people to read. Um, you know, and, uh, we're actually at Philly's flyer. We're in the process of like changing the site that we use. So we don't even, so it might be a little bit of time before I can get something out there, but, uh, but yeah, I'm planning to do that. And folks can, you know, follow me on Twitter at DSilver88. And the most important thing, I think, is just stay safe, everyone. You know, it's, um, you know, we value, you know, all of our listeners. And hopefully this has given you something to pass a little bit of time. Um, But uh, I just, I can't wait until we have actual Flyers hockey to talk about again. And and, uh, I just, uh, you know, want to wish everyone the best. And we'll try to do some more of these shows as, as the, as the, winter and spring and and summer roll on and God, who knows what we'll be talking about, but, um, but it's, uh, you know, we like doing it and, and just hope that, uh, everyone stays safe out there.
0: Yeah, I agree. If you want to follow me on Twitter, um, follow me at Mark Flagman two ends. You can hear about any other Uber rides I may take in, in the coming weeks, but I do not think there will be any, I am officially, isolating myself from the outside world. I have enough alcohol in my house to where I shouldn't need to go. I shouldn't need to go to a bar for at least a month. So, I'm good. As long as I'm covered with that, I'll be fine. I don't need toilet paper. I just need beer and liquor and then I'll be good. Um so again, everybody just stay safe out there. Don't be stupid. Don't be me on Saturday. Don't go out in public, you know, Public's no place you want to be right now. You don't know who has what. You don't know who can contaminate you, and then you take it home and contaminate your family. Just stay in, watch movies, listen to us. You know, literally do anything. I'm I'm gonna figure out how to work out as soon as I get done recording this because there's no gyms. So everybody just stay safe, and you know, whenever we feel like we have time to bring an episode of talking about nothing. We'll do that. We'll give you guys as much entertainment as we possibly can as we all fight this whole crazy thing together, and that's what we're going to do. So until we talk to you again, everybody, be safe, take care of yourselves, take care of your family, enjoy your life as much as you can, and let's go Flyers.